With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nice. <laughs> nice, guys. High five, guys. Oh. Yes, nice. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Great win for the Reds tonight. Uh, immediate thoughts go out to Rui Patricio. A very serious looking head injury there tonight. So thoughts are with him. Hopefully it's not too serious. But judging by what the commentators are saying, it's not looking good for him. Um, I just want I just want to get your opinion for the moment on this whole late flag rule. You know, this is now could be argued it's the second serious injury that the late flag rule. Um, as caused this season with the first obviously being Van Dyke's. Do, do you think the rule is working? Do you think it needs scrapping or or adjusting at least? Definitely needs adjusting. Yeah, I think it's um, even without the serious injuries, you've got you've got players like overexerting themselves, you know, continuing to play full throttle when you sort of know it's offside or you you know what I mean. You've got players still busting a gut and you could end up with a hammy injury or doing a muscle strain or something by by the flag not going up. So I think they just as soon as it's it's a blatant offside, give it. Just just lash your flag up. Um, yeah. as you say, it's the sec- it is the second injury. It's the second injury that's being caused. If, if that flag goes up instantly, everyone stops. But um it's just it's just a stupid rule. I don't I don't get why they've brought it in to be honest. I don't get what the benefits of it is. Yeah, I think it I think it's been largely brought in so they can implement VAR further, say let VAR do the job it's there for. So don't put the flag up, let the play continue kind of thing, let the goal be scored if it's going to be scored. And then if it is, we'll check it then. If he's offside, we'll disallow it. But like you say, I mean, all right, yeah, you could argue that one there for Salah was was probably a little bit too tight, maybe to throw the flag up straight away. But if the linesman thought he was offside, just just put it offside. And then... I mean, we're taking the power away from the officials. It, it seems pretty pointless that it's like the self-service checkouts. Either employ people or employ robots, but fucking don't have both. Um, then the day, if you're gonna have a linesman, then don't have VAR messing around with them decisions. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so as I say, all our thoughts go to Rui Patricio there, and hopefully it's not too serious. But um, wasn't wasn't the greatest performance tonight overall, but. We got the three points. That's all we needed. That's all we we could ask for. And um, yeah, we, we were solid defensively. Um, I thought Manny, to be honest, was was actually very very bright tonight. I thought he's that was probably his, his best performance in a while. Um, even when he scored in the two Champions League games recently, he hasn't really looked fantastic. But I thought tonight he looked sharp. He looked hungry. He was pressing. He was beating his man. Looked a little bit more like the the Manny from last season. Thought man on Mane, I think it was a schizophrenic performance. I think he was two different players tonight. He was in one sense, yeah, he's beating a man, he's changing the pace of his run, he's he's looking brilliant, and then he can't control the ball and he can't pass the ball and he can't hit the target. 
was it was a mad performance from him. Frustrating to be honest, because the, the game could have been Omen's right if he'd have, you know, had a shooting boot on. But saying that, I think without him, we don't really create anything today. Today, he was yeah. he was everywhere. He, he worked hard. He ran his socks off and massive part of the goal as well. So that's off to him. Yeah, the front three combined really well for the goal. Um, shocking, shocking goalkeeping for it. Like, but I'll take it. It's been us on the other end of them recently, and it's so for time when one went our way. Um, to be fair though, he's hit, he's hit the ball hard, low, and it's it's going away from the keeper sort of. He, he's hit it with the outside of his boot, so some you've got to. He's sort of got a full contact on it. I don't know whether the powers just took it past him. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a good, it was a it was a decent enough finish. It, he did it well enough. Um, like you say, my dad said it. It looked like it was kind of maybe the keeper thought it was going across some kind of thing, and he's had to adjust late um, or something like that. But. He was asked it went in. Um, like I say, it could have been more comfortable. Uh, didn't didn't feel like Wolves gave us too many problems. In all honesty, um, they had obviously had a good few chances, but I don't think there was anything really too uncomfortable except for like that moment. You know, couple of moments in the first couple of minutes when Allison's made a couple of strange decisions with the punches and stuff like that. Um, do Do you think it was a penalty first two minutes? Um. <laughs> I wanted to get a cop on with Carragher when he was talking about it, but being honest, it, it, it is, isn't it? If that's against, if that's against us, you you're screaming and throwing stuff at the telly. You really are. Um, I don't think. I think once the ball's gone, though, it's not a. When you're looking at it in hindsight, when the ball's gone, it's not a goal scoring opportunity anymore. I don't think he's going to get the ball, even if he doesn't get brought down. So that's the argument in our favour, but. As I say, if it was against us, I'd definitely be having a fucking fist to the semi life. Yeah. No, it, it probably was a penalty, in fairness. But at the same time, look at the ones that haven't gone our way this season. Mane at Newcastle when Darlow's ripped his leg off. Mane um, should have had a penalty today. I was just going to say, the one tonight, yeah. He's been too honest for his own good. Yeah, and that's where VAR should step in, though. You can see complete and utter contact. He, he grabs him. It's a penalty. So even though he's gone round him, that's where VAR should be coming and saying that's an absolute blatant foul that give the penalty. He's yeah. fucked up the advantage because the referee didn't play advantage. He just played on. So I think that's where VAR should be coming in and going right. You've missed that. That's a penalty. But again, let's not talk about that because it's fucking VAR's shite. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, but what you're saying about Wolves, you didn't think they were very dangerous. I'll be honest. There was times in that game. It's the it's the first time in a, in a while where I felt like felt like we were the away team where they had quite a lot of possession. They, they passed around us quite a lot. Um, they played nice football. They they manipulated a little bit where they they play slow football and drag us out and then get in behind. Sayori, as I just said before, he, he might as well have Usain Bolt there. He's just a fast player. He's absolutely crap at football. If he was a decent player, mate, they'd have scored three or four today because he got past us time and time again. But um, that that's more with the full-back. I thought the centre-halves were, were sound, solid again. Capac yeah. was dead assured and Phillips again just threw his head on absolutely everything, made a few, at, um, especially that one at the end there where he slid in and cleared the ball. He made a few last-ditch tackles. Uh, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold had an absolutely brilliant game as well, um, both offensively and defensively. 
yeah, you're, trying, you're saying that on the commentary. I think he had a he had a, he had a belt again. I've just got I've just got the goal on the telly now, and as he hits it, like the keepers the keepers literally got a full hand to it, but I think it's just too powerful. Yeah, it's 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 mad the way he's hit it. He's, he's hit it like a cross, and it it's bending away from the keeper, but he still gets a full hand on it. Yeah, he, he probably should have had it, but again, sometimes a shot is just a bit too much, too hot handle. Um, yeah, like you say, Traore, he, he got in. I thought, to be honest, I thought Robbo done a good job up against him. Um, I don't think he had as much joy as he would have expected to against Robertson. I, I felt like he only he had more success when he was either crossing early or he was up against uh, he was up against Kabach. Uh, he had more joy, but. To be fair, we've you know we've talked about not having as much pace centre backs, uh, and I thought Kabach showed a decent turn of pace a couple of times tonight when um, he got back for uh, I think it was that Gibbs White when he was through done really yeah, well. Yeah, good defending there. He, he did not put him off. Yeah, um, I think it's just it's helping both of them that they're getting into a bit of a settled routine where they know that it's them two for the rest of the season. Klopp said as much more or less. Uh, as, as provided they're both fit, they're playing centre half for us the rest of the season. So it's it's a it's positive for them. They know don't fuck up, and I'm not off the team. Um, I think right now Kabak's probably playing his way to a, a permanent deal, and Phillips is making sure that he sticks around next season. He's not going to get loaned out or sold. The way they're both playing at the moment, I know it's might sound a bit over the top, but you know considering what we've been like playing centre mids there and stuff like that just having that just they're just it's so assured of them you know what I mean they're just for two young defenders who've never played well obviously Kabak's played at this level in Germany but to come in to a team like Liverpool never playing at the sort of highest level as much they both just look so assured they both seem uncomfortable and I think they both enjoy playing next to each other to be honest I think they already know they can rely on each other The two of them look confident with each other and they sort of know where the other one is. They're, getting a, they're building a decent partnership, to be honest. I like watching them. I, I just like the no-nonsense from them as well. And I like I think earlier, Kabak wins the ball brilliantly, goes on a little run. We were lucky with that. It wasn't on ball. Got given on ball with Bolly, but it wasn't. But um, I just, I, I like watching proper defenders defend it. It's nice having players that want to play football and that. Um, even when Phillips has tried a few long balls today and hasn't haven't made the target. Um, he just needs to stick to what he knows. He's a, he's a brilliant defender, very well, very good defender for um, for a lad who's stepping up to, to a team like Liverpool. Kabak again, only twenty. He looks dead confident in himself. Um, he's happy to, to run with the ball as well. So just got to keep them together, lad. Hopefully they can both stay fit. Uh, the fullbacks as well working a little bit hard at the back now. I think that they I think they've sort of. I think you said on the last, one of the last ones when we lost against mean, Fulham, they, they might have to just use their own initiative and go, do you know what? It's not working, going bombing up all the time. We need to sit back a bit. And I think the full-backs are a little bit now. They just look a bit more assured as, as a back four as opposed to being a, a back two with Fabino. You know what I mean? So it's it, it just it's all gelling quite nicely with Fabino back in the middle. Um, to be fair, I thought the midfield was non-existent today. I thought it was terrible. Thought Thiago was horrendous. Um, I really do. When Alden didn't see him, and Fabino done his defensive duties well, 
but when he was trying to play them long balls and that he was just they were just hitting ups. Yeah. I think I think it was a bypass of the midfield today. It was defence to attack sort of thing and just as well the front three were were busy because without them today we'd have been we'd have created for all. <laughs> yeah, I mean the midfield it was it was a strange one because there was times Van Alden would be at the edge of the box and there'd be no one making a run for him. So he's dawdling on the ball, turning back and forth on himself. And there's no one like Robbo stood in it just stood there in the same position waiting for the pass. It's like yeah, the midfield didn't really didn't really do it tonight. Um saying maybe that it does need to rotate a little bit, but as long as Fabinho stays in there, what I think whatever midfield we play will do a job because like we've said, Fabinho just frees up the other midfielders to do the creative part. I think Keita is probably due a start next game in two and a half weeks, whenever it is. Don't play for a while now, do we? So, internationals and stuff like that. Um, I'd say Jones myself. I want to like. I don't think Jones has put a foot wrong while he's played. Um, and again, I think that's where it might be a bit frustrating for some players because the players that do seem to come in and do well end up getting taken out. I think it feels like Klopp's got a given right to have to play Thiago because of who he is. And I don't think it should be the case. Don't get me wrong, he will be brilliant. I fully believe that he's going to be brilliant. But at the moment, like away from home to a team that's going to battle, don't play someone like Thiago who can't defend. He can't he, he, he can't defend. He can't tackle. He's he's so slow, it's unbelievable. Play him in your home games against teams like that instead when you're expected to attack and not be on the back foot as, back foot as much. In them type of games, you need, you need players who can defend that and he literally can't for the life of me. I, I haven't seen a player de- as poorly defensively as him since Paul Scholes. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one with him. Don't get me wrong, I think some of the stuff he was getting penalised for tonight was bullshit. Um I love, I love the, his eyes. I mean, every time he's guilty, he could co- convince anyone he wasn't. But yeah, then we've got replays, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. No, I say I think some of the calls on him were, were shit tonight. Uh, to be honest, I don't think the ref had a good game overall. Um, I thought he was a bit too. I mean, most refs are nowadays. I think he was a bit too uh, whistle happy, if you know, like just. He was gone. very delayed as well. Like he, he was sort of like contemplating with himself whether it was a, a foul or not, and he was. Yeah taking too long to make decisions. I say, I, I don't want to ridicule Thiago too much, but he, he was, he was, um, he was penalised quite a few times. I think some players just get a name for themselves, don't they? And once they start doing stuff, yeah, yeah. the referee um, picks on it. Yeah. Um, there was, there was one incident in the second half, which uh, made me laugh out loud, was uh, Moutinho going down in the box. Like that was that was comical. Were you were you worried at all with that? Did you think it was ever going to get given as a pen for the Saint Alexander Arnold? Yeah. And do you know what? I, I was more concerned about that than the first one because on the angle you can see his arm pushing, and it's when it's slowed down, it looks terrible. It looks a lot worse. Now, if that's a Liverpool player and he goes down like that, people are calling for him to be hanged because there's not obviously not enough contact to go down like that, but. Like for instance, if that would have went to VAR, the way they slow that down that much, it looks like he's punching him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's bizarre. So yeah, I'm just made up. That got missed. Honestly, it just it just made me laugh the way he went down, and that was me. That was my first reaction. Was 
if that was Salah, you wouldn't hear the end of it. But that's the no, thing. You'll see people on Twitter now going, Wolves should have had a penalty for that. But then if it was Salah, they'd way around, they'll go, oh, he's dived there. You know what I mean? It's because it's, again, because it's Liverpool getting the decision in our favour, everyone will be, you know, oh, Liverpool getting away with one again kind of thing. And it's just, it's a shit narrative, isn't it? But It's about time though, isn't it, to be fair? Because we've been absolutely fucked by VAR and the officials this season. So, about so time, we got a bit of luck. Yeah, couldn't so yeah, more. to fuck VAR over, it was a penalty. He both were unlucky. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it's nice. Three points. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming. Back up to sixth now, I believe. Eleven. Oh, that's weeks. fucking horrible to even discuss, isn't it? Back no. up to sixth. The fuck's <laughs> happened? It's mad that like I was I was talking to my dad about the league table the other day, and I didn't I didn't realize how far gone we were, how far behind we were. And yeah. then the commentators today said made a fucking comment which knocked me sideways that if we lost tonight we weren't champions. Yeah, that would have confirmed City. That's fucking outrageous. That well, it, it wouldn't have confirmed City. It just would have confirmed that we couldn't. Have we we City. could. Yeah, we, well, yeah, yeah. 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 It, you know um, I mean? it is confirming City. Yeah, pretty much. But now, if City win their next game, it's it does confirm. So, I think they if they win their next game, they're on seventy four points. We can only get a maximum of seventy three. Which um, just show, shows you how far, like you said, it shows the fall of the season. But it's one of them. You just got to fucking plod on and get on with it. Um, hopefully, we can make a decent run till the end of the season now, and hopefully get you know a top four place. The top three are looking, unfortunately, pretty settled at the minute. So it, it's looking like that fourth place is going to be up for grabs. But you know, like like we said last time out, well, like you said, rather, you know, if the players are out there and giving it all and putting hundred percent in. If he, you know, obviously it'd be a massive blow to not get top four, but if them players have put everything in for the last ten games or so, whatever it is now, I'll, I'll, you know, we can at least hold our head up high and go, yeah, you know what, they fucking, they've given everything there and it hasn't paid off. So that that's all we want to see for the rest of the season, really. That's all we can ask for, lad, is they actually put up a fight and they, you know, they commit to the cause and they, they have a go. And to say it's it's been it's been a shit show over season for for a number of reasons and. Got to hold your hands up and go right. Sometimes it does go fucking worse than planned. It happens. Just gotta, just gotta hope we can fucking end on a on a high note and plod on in Europe and keep chipping away in the league. And that's the main. But I just, don't, I just don't like it when it's it's not in our hands. It's not a case if we win all our games, we're finishing top four. It's not in our hands anymore. No. Yeah, that 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 is a big shame. But like you say, we've still got some positives to look forward to for the rest of the season. Champions League being the main one. Um, is there anyone you're hoping that we get in the draw? Or are you not asked at this point? I think we touched on it last time, didn't we? Yeah, as I say, I think given the form we're in and the fact that there's no away trip, um, I'd take Paul. So I'm looking at Dortmund, I, I agree with what you said last time. I think if we get Dortmund, I think that's going to be a one of the tougher games, I think, actually, with Haaland, um, the physicalness of him as well. Then again, you've got Phillips, haven't you? I just think, I think Porto, but again, there's no easy game. It's the Champions League quarterfinal, isn't it? So, yeah. um, not going to be any easy game, but I prefer, I prefer one of the little, the little teams. Yeah. I know what you mean, especially from like a fan's point of view. If there's no fans travelling, you're not really looking for any like snide little locations that you think that would be a bottle little away trip there so that, that's out the window that's out the question like you say 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I, again, I'm at a position where I'm not really asked. I think, like you say, over two legs, we can we can put up a fight against most teams. So even in even in the sort of form and condition we are at the minute um, in Champions League, I'd still I'd still probably back us against <laughs> seven out of the eight teams, to be honest, or six out of the seven rather. Yeah, to be honest, it's the only two teams I would prefer to avoid is Man City and PSG. Um, I'm not really fussed about any of the others. I'm not concerned, but say on the day if PSG or Man City gets on out the ass, there's no reason why we can't beat any of them over two legs. Just want if we can get a sort of a simpler um, tie, get through, and then you, you're looking at you could possibly be having like the likes of Van Dijk in that back for a semi-final, all yeah. being well. Um, then you can start dreaming. Then oh, this draw is massive. I'll I'll still back Liverpool to beat anyone over two legs. So it's not as important as as we think that the draw. But just we've got to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I just don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. And hopefully we can. I think how many points are we behind Chelsea? Five points. Yeah. Same games played. So it's only they only need to lose two games. I can see that happening. Or. I can see it happening. We just need to carry on chipping away, lads, and think we'll be all right. Yeah. It, it, what what I was I was laughing to myself yesterday. Um after the Sheffield United game, I was saying we could finish second. And then we play Fulham. And it's like we could finish ninth. What the fuck was going on? <laughs> it's absolutely mad this season. But yeah. right, when you play that way against Sheffield United and you're thinking, right, if they just carry on playing like this, there's no reason why we couldn't have finished second. But that's well gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just got to keep chipping away, win them points, fight for each other. And as you say, I think Klopp needs to go take the midfield a little bit and keep everyone fresh. Yeah. Like you say, I mean, next season is is, is completely different. The fans are going to be back. Well, all, all being well anyway, fans will be back. Van Dijk will be back. Gomez is back. Henderson's fully fit. I think what's going to be, I was going to say, what's going to be crucial is, is getting a full pre-season in. But obviously you've got the Euros there and stuff like that as well. So, um, they'll have a longer pre-season than they did this season anyway, so that's going to be big for them. You know, not every player is going to be going. The Euros, obviously, you know, the Africans, the South Americans, so they'll get good rests in the in the summer. So it's going to be a big summer as well, hopefully. I can see us getting a couple of centre-halves, one of them being Kabak. I can see us going out and getting um, probably another midfielder, probably getting a striker. Rumours going around, we're going to be selling... Um, Looking to actively sell a Rigi and Matip, apparently, is another one. Uh, as much That's as money from Matip, you know. I know, he, he, well, he's a great he's defender. Half, he's great. He is, he, but that's the thing. We are at a stage with him now where it's like, look, as good as you are. A bit like Danny Agger, to be honest. It's like, yeah. as good as you are, you're just not reliable enough, injury-wise. Um, and I say, same as Danny Agger when he was here. I just don't... I just hope there's like we've discussed it before with transfers and that. Like I know what Liverpool well social media Liverpool fans are like when the summer comes. And I think it does add a bit of pressure to the club. Like no one's gonna wanna Phillips is is a bit like a novelty now. Like everything he does, everyone loves. It's like when he go biscand on and that, but he's more than that. He's he's obviously he's a he's a boss centre half. So I think if 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 we had to sell Phillips to get in a, a better a bigger name centre half. I'd rather not. I'd rather just stick with Phillips, the lad you know, who we know. The lad who we know will fucking put his head under a bus for you. 
that yeah. that's what we that's what we want that we need that fight um so in terms of center half bringing the center half in i don't know what's happened with davies um there's a rumor going around that he's just literally not cutting it in training and he's not going to feature he's just not like but that is just a rumor hopefully the lad gets a chance at some point um and then you've got Kabah who looks sound. Whether whether when the time comes, you could have a, a big massive name for twenty five million going or play pay eighteen for him, then that's when you weigh that up. But at the moment he's doing well. Keep Phillips, got Van Dyke, got Gomez. Don't just unless we're absolutely cursed or this um physiotherapist thing is true. <laughs> like Chris Morgan, unless he is unhindered, then I can't see who's needing a centre half. Yeah. Um, centre midfielder. I'd like a box to box or a, or a proper um, number ten, and I'd I'd be happy to get Casino back. Hundred percent. Be happy to get him for for next to nothing, and if he could go and get Haaland for hundred million or something and break the bank, then go and do it. <clears throat> yeah, I can't see Haaland being the one. In fairness. Uh, I read Borussia Dortmund's asking price for him is going to be 150 mil. So I can't, I can't see that being something we go and do. Uh, as, strange, as strange as it sounds, I think Mbappe is more likely to happen than Haaland at, at the minute, the way it is. I don't know. It is, but you, we wouldn't pay as much for Mbappe, I don't think, because from what I've read anyway, um, and I think it is pretty reliable, his contract is up just the end of next season. So they're going to want to obviously cash in on him rather than losing him for free if that's the case. So you'll get him at a bargain price for Mbappe. It wouldn't be a bargain. It'd probably be our record signing still. But for an Mbappe, it would be a bargain price. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Crazy. Um, I just wish I, I wish I could sort of get excited about it because, you know, it, it is exciting. We do. I think sometimes for a player, like if he was a footy player, do you want to go and sign for the best team, or do you want to go and make the team the best team? And I think that's what that's what might encourage the likes of Mbappe and Haaland to want to join us. They've seen our potential, what we can reach. They've seen us drop off. They can be that legend, so to say that that takes us right back to the top again. Um, I just can't get excited about it because I know what what our owners are like, and that's not knocking the owners. I think they've been absolutely brilliant. They've invested. Whatever they brought into the club, they've reinvested it. But it is, it is time. But everything that went off with the centre halves and the struggle to buy players and that, it's time they they dip into their own pockets as well. Now, if we've only made seventy five million, then add seventy five million to it and get the players club bonds because you're not going to have a manager like him forever. No. To be fair, from what I've from what I've read, it looks like they are going to sort of break the mould a bit this summer and just give the money. Um, so, however they do it, they've, I, I agree, they've just got to do it, but I don't want them, at the same time, I don't want them to go too far away from the business model. And by that, I mean, you know, how many clubs have had to borrow money over the pandemic just to keep themselves afloat. Us, fortunately, I haven't had to be one of them. Clubs who borrowed X amount of millions from the banks and stuff like that. So, you know, we could be one of the fortunate ones who, who can have a bigger summer than most. Man City, don't you can't include them in these conversations. They're, they're a blank checkbook every single summer. You know, their owners make money fucking hand over fist every fucking second. So, 
They make they make, they've made more money me saying that sentence than I'll make all year. So <laughs> it's fucking bonkers, lad. But that's that's just. You just said bonkers. <laughs> I've just said bonkers, lad. Yeah. <laughs> Man, did you tear me fucking send me address? Like, do you make me bring out words that no one should use in the history of ever? Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's as I say, it's just one of them. You've got to. I'm not going to get too excited about the summer because, like you say, we know what the owners are like in that department. So, just got to wait and see what happens, lad. I, I missed the days. I think we said it a few a few weeks ago. I missed the days when you'd see the news break on Sky Sports News and you knew nothing about it. And then you'd read all about it in the paper the next day. Like, I remember being buzzing to read all about Torres in the paper the next day after we signed him. Yeah, it was fucking... Yeah, it was brilliant. Even the Fabinho, <clears throat> the Fabinho one, when he, he just come out of the blue, just like that, banging sand. It just... Um, I, I didn't even know what Fabinho was when we signed him. Never seen him before. But I hadn't. So I'm one of them. I, I love Liverpool and I watch... I watch like I watch obviously every single Liverpool game, but in terms of other teams, I don't get how people like proper enjoy footy when they're not passionate about any of the teams. I'm more interested in footy as a whole. I'm more interested in just Liverpool. So when we're linked to Simons and that, so you have your your teams, your other teams, you don't mind. Like see Dortmund, so I do watch a bit of Haaland. Um, don't watch none of PSG. I don't give a fuck about it. It's one of the worst leagues on the planet. Worse than the Scottish league. So. I don't take no interest in other players or other teams, so I can't really ever comment on on other players. So the likes of Fabinho coming in, just like who the fuck's this guy? Looks a bit, looks a bit moody, looks a bit tall, a bit tangly. He'll do for me, and the rest is history, isn't it? It is. He's about it. No, I'm see. I'm kind of the opposite. Like I can't watch like League One and League Two and stuff like that. Um, but if if there's like Bundesliga on. I'll probably leave it on. If there's Italian football on, I'll probably leave it on. Even Yeah, I'm but... the opposite. I'd rather watch the championship and leave <laughs> one league two because that to me is proper fuzzy. You yeah. see the lads diving in and that. All the foreign leagues, I'm not interested in it. No, but to be fair, even something like the MLS, I'd probably leave on. Don't get me wrong. I'll sit there and watch League One and League Two as well. I will. But if I had the choice between League One and League Two or the Bundesliga or something like that, if Liverpool weren't playing, then I'd probably choose the Bundesliga, if it's a good game, if it's like, if it's like the classic head or something like that, you know, Bayern and Dortmund, if it's that, then that's getting put on all day. Um, but I say, I, I, I'm one of them, if footy's on, I'll probably watch it. I was watching Japanese football for fucking 10 minutes today, so, you know, that sums me up. <laughs> that's fucking bonkers, that. <laughs> <laughs> from this moment, I'm changing the name of the podcast, the bonkers. <laughs> now, as you say, good win. Um, Couple of weeks off now for the Reds, so don't play until April the third. Now Arsenal, um, I don't know. I don't know whether to say it should be a tough game against Arsenal because I don't know which Arsenal is going to fucking turn up. But to be fair, this season I don't know what Liverpool is going to turn up. So it should be a um, it should be a decent game. Now they they're nothing special at the minute, but at the moment neither away. But far from three turns up, mate, you should be winning games like that. Um. Say, if, if our team turns up, we should be beating everyone, bar and possibly City. Yeah. That's how it should be, but it just depends. Just They're just fatigued, haven't they? They're just burned yeah. out a little bit. And I just really can't wait for the season to just be gone. And the more, But again, you, you're talking the Euros are there and they're not going to get as big a rest as they would have got. 
and it's just fucking, I just wish they'd scrap international fuzzy altogether forever. It's absolute shite. Fuck England and fuck international fuzzy and just have Liverpool. Well, see, I like international tournaments. I do enjoy watching your World Cups and your Euros and stuff like that. I predominantly like watching them because I know at some point England are going to get knocked out. <laughs> so it's great. No, I, I do enjoy watching the World Cups and stuff like that. Don't I think the buzz around the World Cups are great. Uh, the Euros, maybe not as much, but it's one of them. We know it. I've kind of just accepted. I think you should get into the friendlies in in your in uh, international football. And just if, if it's like World Cup qualifiers or Euros qualifiers, fair enough, have them. But if it's just a meaningless friendly against fucking Costa Rica or something like that, just fuck it off. No, why be asked about that? I don't even know why there's any interest, especially now when there's no fans in the ground. Just fucking jibbing. I understand sometimes, you know, you might be, make a few quid for the whatever, for the country or whoever gets the, who gets the fucking money from the ticket sales and all that. Probably the FA. Fucking so just. Just jib it, just jib, just jib all international footy. Fuck Wembley off, it's shit all. See, the thing is, for international footy, if if from these games where the FA get all the money, if they made a pledge and said, right, we've made we make two million per game that England play at home, say a million of that's going to grassroots footy, then I'd at least get behind it a bit more. You know what I mean? But you don't, you don't know where it goes. It's just fucking. Still paying for Wembley. I know it's just one of the That's why the FA Cup semi final is still there because it's fucking that's the only way they're ever going to make the money back. It's an yeah. absolute pointless stadium. Prefer Cardiff anyway. Yeah, Cardiff was boss. Um, as we say, anyway, a couple of weeks now before Liverpool play again. So uh, we will be back, obviously, after that game. We try and throw one in there before that as well, see if we've uh, got anything to talk about. Um, before we go, obviously, Jay, you uh, Dropped the new designs on Friday. What's uh, what's the feedback been like for them? Absolutely boss lads, yeah. I had a sneaky feeling. You, you, you just have that feeling when you you design one and it's it's put in front of you and you can see it printed out. So that's what I've done. I, I got three printed and when I seen them, I was delighted. Showed Alan and we were just like, these are the ones. Um, as you know, it rattled a few cages, didn't it? Did. Um, a few rivals. Started releasing their closest possible design yeah. to it yeah. from 2005 or whatever. Don't know what the fuck it was, but <laughs> um, what we won't discuss that. But no. to say we're, we're in it, we're not in it to take money off anyone, fucking all to, to you know compete with other businesses. We're not in it for that. We're in it. We want to see a few lads walking around in our t-shirts, and that's about it. Um, the way it's going, that's exactly what's going to happen. These new ones. So we brought out the 70s range, the 80s, 90s, and the modern day. Um, and it's brilliant. Like, just different generations of people seeing different things. So, you know, one person from the 70s is looking at the new ones, thinking, what the fuck's that? <laughs> and the, the kids of today are doing the same, but every yeah. single one of them is selling. So there's three shirts for sale and a lot of selling. Um, but as, as you've seen, we've got ex-players, got you know, We've got we had Boy Evans and that where our stuff and um Alan Kennedy. Alan Kennedy's messaged us for a a seventies goal of one. Which is a which is nice. And uh, Chris Kirkland's obviously posted him one today. So yeah, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, I messaged that. Alan. Gail as well, didn't you? 
Yeah, we've had Howard Gale. Uh, and we've had people like Neil Fitzmorrison, Leanne Campbell off the radio. But um, I messaged Alan earlier and he um, messaged his lad and his lad messaged me back saying, yeah, he's, I love that 70s one um, in black. So it's just nice, you know, I'd, when, when you start a little business like that, if you get feedback and people say, do you know what, to be honest, lad, my dad wouldn't be seen dead in that. You're like, oh, sound fair enough. Thanks, thanks anyway. But they're not the, the messengers back saying they're boss. Uh, Chris Kirkland was absolutely brilliant with us. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to get the support of, of people you've, you've watched and you've supported and, you know, you've, you've got videos of the dad's heroes. We've got my dad's heroes, my heroes. So it's great, but... As a business, we're just um, we're growing rapidly. That's all you can hope for, isn't it? Yeah, but we're putting the work in, lads. To say it's it is, it's it's a it's a becoming a proper job now. It's becoming hard work, you know, processing all the orders because we're getting we're getting loads of orders, and not moaning about it. It's obviously brilliant, but when as I say, when you bring a design out like that and you rattle a few cages because you brought out something that's better than someone else's. We don't do things like that. If if someone brought out a better design than us, I'd probably buy it. I'd probably support them and I'd buy it and I'd say that's a belter. Yeah. They're going the wrong way about it. And to us, we've had to unfortunately block a few who were getting rattled by us because it was I was seething. You know, fifteen minutes after us releasing our design, we're a small business, we've been going nine months. The feedback's brilliant. They bring out their their one from two thousand five. Saying they're going to redesign it. Fucking hell, they need to lash it in the fucking bed and restart it, man. Yeah, like I I messaged you, didn't I? And said, I I think there's meant to have a headbag on it. And um, I looked at it for 10 minutes, couldn't find the headbag. I still don't know what it is. Can't get my head around it. But that's it, lad. All the yours, it's it's just simple, you know what I mean? It's, it is the them tops, the, Different generations away their essentials, aren't they? That's that's what it is. So, yeah. and it, it's obvious, lad. It, it's blatant. It's just, it's in your face. It's simple, but it works, lad, because everyone just goes, fucking hell, that takes me back. And that's what the idea was. The idea was, at, at the moment, we were like sort of, we didn't have it. We had to target customers, which was Liverpool fans. And now we've got different loads of Liverpool fans from all over the world. And we've sold tops all over the world already. We wanted to hit the locals with this. We wanted to give some nostalgia back to the locals and the generations of Reds that have been gone for years. And if, you know, from like to 77, that, that cola bag would have been seen floating around Rome, lad. And then the head bag would have been floating around Rome in 84 and in the, into the 90s. And then now you're seeing, seeing the new bags and the new trainees and the smoke bombs and the caps and that. It's just, it's mad how it has evolutionised. And it was just, enjoyable to work on it and and bring it back to life sort of thing. Like when I mentioned the Party 7 to me dad and he was saying I used to smash that open with a with a, um, a nail and a stone on a brick to try like imagine imagine me and Gaston for a baby lad and having to whack a tin open like that to be few <laughs> wouldn't you? So it, it has it's brought back loads of happy memories for people and um, it, it's mad how people are mixing them as well because even the older fellas who were in the 70s and the 80s, some of them are liking the new version and, and vice versa. It's, it's mad. Yeah. But, no, I appreciate talking about it because um, obviously 
we're about small little businesses, aren't we? We want to we want to both grow. So it is nice to get the little bit of air time and explain what we're doing. But as I say, the sole purpose for us is to just see our t-shirts floating around Europe in the in the future. And fingers crossed, these are the ones that get us there. Yeah, definitely. I think I think they are going to be the ones. I think you'll see. I think, to be honest, as I say, you've got you've got a good few designs there that will be seen at Anfield and at away grounds. Your, your original Scouts Power one, that'll definitely be seen, I think. Um, that I know that was quite popular. Um, even, you know, even your Republic of Liverpool one, um, I think that's going to be, you'll see that at Derby's and hopefully you'll see Reds and Blues with that one on that. So, yeah, that'd be a dream, that, to see both again. Don't want to, wouldn't entertain ever making an Everton top in my life. Uh, and again, that goes to show that we're not in it for, for the money, so to say. We just were in it for the passion and the buzz of seeing people in our tops. But with the food bank, we did want to offer something to Reds and Blues. Um, and the support of Everton fans for that one's been brilliant as well. So that's been nice. Yeah, the Scouts Power one, um, the amount of places we've sent that Scouts Power flag makes me laugh because it's sold everywhere. And you 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 talk like York and Kent and then when America and Canada and you're thinking, are you scousers that have moved away or aren't you scousers? Like I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew you were so I could just know. And um yeah, it makes me laugh some of the stuff that sells. I think the best sellers so far is the Scouse Power, the Republic of Liverpool, the We Can Be Heroes, and already this, these next these next three. I've I've Bombard us over the weekend, so we couldn't be happier, lad. Happy days. Uh, well, happy days for the Reds, three points. And happy days for you with Scouts Power. Long may it all continue. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.